another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I'm your host, Jeremy Brand, as always. Um, what a week. What a There's some major news that went down this past week, obviously. Um, before we get to that, let me tell you who my guests are this week. We've got one awesome guest, Ben Saunders, who will be fighting for the Titan FC inaugural welterweight championship against Matt Riddle at Titan FC 29 later in August. Um, And we all, as always, have Justin Perot's unpopular opinions later in the show. So the news that came out this week, obviously last week we found out that um, Nick Diaz had signed a new three-fight deal with the UFC, which was a surprise that that he finally signed. Uh, Everyone was looking ahead to who he might fight next. There's the entire welterweight division. Uh, Looks like he's going to be fighting at middleweight against the former kingpin Anderson Silva in the main event at UFC 181. Very, very exciting news. Uh, or no, UFC 183 it sounds like it's going to be at. Um, that'll be in January. Nick Diaz, Anderson Silva. I'm very, very excited for it just because it's we finally are getting a super fight. Um, there's been talks of super fights between numerous people in the past of George St. Pierre versus Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva versus John Jones. You know, we've heard this on a number of occasions, we're finally getting this sort of super fight between Nick Diaz and Anderson Silva. Do I think it's going to be close? Hell no. I think Anderson Silva is going to destroy Nick Diaz. But it's going to be fun leading up to it because both of these guys are sort of polarizing figures and we know where that's going to go. Also last week, I don't know whether we mentioned it on the show, Chel Sonnen got two-year suspension um, he's a retired fighter. Interesting that he got two years um, for his his uh, failed drug test. Two years, and he's got to work for the Nevada State Athletic Commission teaching people about PEDs and, and whatnot. Um, Vitor Belfort, he got... He passed an initial drug test. We spoke about this last week, I do believe, with Ian Bain. He will be taking on Chris Weidman. That is awesome. Uh, this past weekend, we had UFC on Fox 12. What an event it was. Uh, the preliminary card was eh. You know, almost all of them went to a decision except for one. Brian Ortega st- snuck in a sweet rear naked choke uh, very early in the first round against Michael Delatore um, to win his debut. But the main card, that is where we got some action. Uh, kicking it off in the lightweight division, Bobby Green put on a show. He won a split decision. It was a very close fight. I agreed with the judges' scorecards. I've heard people say that it should have been a draw, but Bobby Green defeating Josh Thompson, that is a huge step up in competition for him, and uh, good on him. He's now got a fight against Jorge Masvidal in September. Uh, featherweight action was next. Dennis Bermudez defeating Clay Guida, which is another huge step up in competition for Dennis Bermudez. Continues his win streak, now at 8, I believe, in the featherweight division. Uh, this guy has the longest winning streak other than Jose Aldo, and uh, he submit Clay Guida in the second round. 
good on him. Not sure what's next for him, but uh, big win, big win. The co-main event was where the fireworks were set. Anthony Rumble Johnson put on an epic performance against Antonio Rogerio Nogueira, Lil Nog, TKOing him, pretty much knocking him out. 44 seconds into the very first round, Little Nog's head was bouncing all over the place. These uppercuts were being thrown with some fierce power. This guy is an absolute beast. What do you do next with Anthony Johnson? He proved his case that he is a top contender in the 205-pound division, but he doesn't deserve a title shot yet. He's that guy who needs at least one or two more fights. Um, I've heard people say, Alexander Gustafson, why are you going to do that? You're going to kill two number one contenders, not number one contenders, but two contenders in a process of having one fight. Someone could get injured. Uh, Gustafson is already the number one contender, even though he's injured. And why not sort of set up Rumble Johnson with someone else? I like Glover Teixeira, but then again, you're still killing two pieces of a top-notch puzzle in the light heavyweight division. So many people are saying the winner of Ryan Bader versus OSP is the best potential matchup for Anthony Johnson. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and all the best. This guy, man, what a performance. The main event of the evening went five rounds, which many people, oh my goodness, I didn't think so. I didn't, th I didn't think it was going to last past the first round. Robbie Lawler defeats Matt Brown via unanimous, unanimous decision, 49-46, 49-46, and 48-47 on the judges' scorecards. It was awesome. This was a great fight. Um, both men dropping one another on, on numerous, not dropping them, but hurting them and stunning them on numerous occasions. But Robbie Lawler did what he had to do to secure the judges' scorecards and earn himself another crack at Johnny Hendricks' 170-pound title. Uh, that matchup has not been determined when it's going to happen. Johnny Hendricks is recovering from his surgery or injury. So uh, look for that later this year or early next year. Very excited to see a potential, uh, not a potential, but in a rematch between Robbie Lawler and Johnny Hendricks for the welterweight championship. Um, also, interesting news that, that got brought up that Justin Perot is going to talk about. Robert Drysdale and Kevin Casey both failing their post-fight drug test. These guys are both jiu-jitsu guys. Um, it sucks that they both failed drug tests because they put on excellent performances in their, in their last outings. So uh, that sucks. That's it for me, yapping and yandering. So without that, we'll get to my first guest, Ben Saunders, right now. He is set to take on Matt Riddle in the main event at Titan FC 29 for the inaugural welterweight championship. Please welcome Ben Saunders to Sucker Radio. Killaby, welcome back, buddy. No, it's a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. Now, I, I, I got to ask you this right off the hop. Uh, get this off our chests. You were extremely outspoken on the underground when you found out that Scott Coker was the new president of Bellator, even though you weren't even with the organization anymore and had some choice words for Bjorn. Just sort of explain yourself and, and why that that had to be outspoken as it was when you're not even with them anymore. Um, 
to be honest, man, that was probably a little immature of me. Um, so I really, I, I won't touch on it too much. All I'll say is, uh, you know, I, I definitely had, uh, had a bad experience. Um, you know, and, and I, I didn't even, even though they were, you know, they were trying to talk to me and renegotiate a possible contract. I, I didn't even want to hear, uh, what they had to say. I didn't care about how much money or, or anything. I just really wanted to be out. And, um, you know, I, I, I just think, you know, so I, I hear nothing but great things about Scott Coker. And, uh, I think the, uh, the entire organization is probably in great hands with him. And, uh, I wish Bellator and everybody on their roster all the best. And, um, really that's all, all I feel like touching on and saying about that. Uh, I think I was a little, a little <laughs> emotional with, uh, with my comments towards Bjorn. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I'm not going to even take it back. I'm not going to apologize for it, but I will say, um, there were, I probably could have just kept my mouth shut or <laughs> spoken, spoken in a more professional manner. Um, but you know, that is life. I am not perfect. And, uh, you know, you just, you live and you learn from your mistakes and you move on. Of course you're with Titan FC now, but with Scott Coker at helm, does I mean, the possibility of you returning to Bellator seems more, uh, more acceptable than if Bjorn were under, under the helm. If Bjorn was still president, it would never be even a possibility. I would never even think twice about it. Um, with Scott Coker in charge, uh, like I said, I've heard nothing but great things about the man. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, a new, a new president means, uh, new opportunities. And, uh, you know, I, I believe they, they, they definitely have good things going for them right now. Um, and it, it would definitely be a possibility. You know, I definitely wouldn't shy away from saying absolutely not. And, uh, I think they're also shying away from or changing, changing, the format, you know, going away from going away from the tournament setup, and uh, that's definitely a grueling a grueling situation. I'm also I was never a fan of the lack of elbows in the uh, in the first two rounds. It was understandable why, but you know, for someone tall and lanky for my weight class, that's all I have in close range. You know, I won't be able to strike with kicks. I won't be able to strike with punches. Um, and the only thing I would have is elbows. So I think it hindered me, you know, at, at times I was, you know, most of the time I was still able to get the win. <laughs> so it didn't really, you know, I was able to adjust and, uh, and make it happen. So you've now signed with Titan FC before we get to your fight. Um, what was sort of the thought process behind signing with these guys? Were there other guys knocking at the door? Because I know we've had Jeff Aronson, the president and, and CEO on the phone before with sucker radio. And the guy seems like an absolutely fantastic businessman, um, good president for the organization and, and seems to have fighters in mind first. Uh, the biggest, the biggest reason I signed with them was number one, the USP outlaws. You know, I really sucked. Uh, once again, I, I don't want to talk talk about Bellator, you know, but uh, it, 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 me aside, you know, clearly contractual disputes and, and, and issues were arisen from other fighters, and uh, it was it just kind of seemed like the better you did. 
the more locked down you were and and it was kind of a double edged sword you know uh once again you know going going with titan uh i i i basically just wanted wanted control over my destiny i wanted control over my career and uh i wanted to be able to do whatever i wanted for the most part and they were the ones that were willing to work with me on that uh other organizations or bigger organizations once again seem to uh seem to want more of a uh a lockdown situation maybe not too extensive but like I said, I kind of had a bad experience, so I kind of just shied away from that. You know, I, I personally didn't even care if I was fighting on mediocre shows, <laughs> local shows. It didn't matter, man. I, I, I just wanted to make sure that uh, that I wasn't locked down again and I wanted control. And, uh, you know, they, they allowed, you know, they, they, they seemed to be the best opportunity for me at the time. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to finally get back into the cage and get back to work yeah speaking of getting back into the cage you haven't stepped foot inside the cage since september 2013 what's your training been like you just finished up a training session just now what's it been like over the past sort of year have you been itching to get uh, back in know, there and absolutely you know I, I i was i was back to training asap and uh I was literally trying to, I was trying to get fights, you know, real early, March, April, May, you know, we were, I was supposed to fight with Titan in June. Uh, it was very unfortunate that I got pushed back, uh, to August, but you know, at least I'm, I'm getting a very good matchup in, uh, in Matt Riddle. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy with, with the matchup mainly because of his credentials. You know, he, he has no contests. But the no contest, he won the fights, you know, and and the metabolites or marijuana that was in the system, uh, as, as you know, as crappy as that is to have that, you know, overturn things into a no contest, I don't necessarily believe that they would have been a performance enhancement for him. So I can't, you know, I I don't look, you know, look at that as as losses in my mind. I'm seeing a guy on a a win streak, so I'm very, very fortunate, very happy to be able to fight someone of this caliber. Now, this bout with Riddle, as we said in the intro, is for the first ever Titan FC welterweight title. Are you surprised at all that a guy with zero fights for them and Riddle having only one bout are both getting a crack at the gold? Uh, I mean, credential-wise, no. I mean, I, I feel, I feel we are we are two of the top guys outside of a major organization. Hell, we're probably even top five, minimum top ten out of a major organization. So there's no real reason why putting putting this together. I mean, whether it was for the title or just us fighting each other, you know, in a non-title fight, I think it's a great matchup. Um, I think the fans are going to get you know get a good fight, get a good show. Uh, the fact that the Titan, you know, uh, welterweight belt is vacant. I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? Let's do it. Now, in your mind, how do you see this fight playing out? Man, I've, I've played it out in many ways. You know, it can be a, a striking war. He's a game opponent, man. He's a whole, whole scrap, no problem. Um... But I also definitely think he's gonna 
you know, go to his bread and butter. And that's, you know, his, his, his iron grit, his wrestling, um, grinding people down, using his conditioning and, uh, trying to wear me down, uh, on the ground. Uh, you know, but I, I, I've, like I said, I played it out in my head. I played out many ways I can finish the fight on the feet. I, I, you know, played out many ways I can, I can finish the fight on the ground, whether I take him there, uh, or he takes me there and I beat him off my back or sweep him and beat him on top or stand back up. And, you know, we, we play the stand up game. It, it's going to be chaos out there. <laughs> it's going to be chaos. I'm not expecting, uh, you know, uh, I can't, I can't really play out it, it being very, very, um, one dimensional, you know, uh, I think we're, we're both very multi-dimensional fighters. Um, and, but you know, at the end of the day, I do think he is, you know, going to predominantly probably use his wrestling and try, try to, try to win, win the rounds and, and, and you know, and stop me, uh, with, with takedowns and, uh, Ground and pound, maybe even submissions. Which I think so, you is, know, I, which I think is crazy because we've seen you off your back, not only in Bellator but in the UFC as well, on your back with some funky jujitsu and winning fights off your back. Yeah, man, I've I've, I've upped my game. Uh, you know, I have to. Uh, you know, my 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 initial um, martial arts was standing with Jeet Kune Do. It was striking. You know, it, it, it went into, you know, Majiro Jim Muay Thai, uh, or Majiro Jim, uh, highlight kickboxing. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm very comfortable with the stand up. I'm very comfortable in the clinch. Um, I think, you know, the clinch, the clinch is a very interesting spot because I would be predominantly looking for Muay Thai clinch and he would be predominantly looking for Greco and singles and doubles and wrestling. Um, but he's still needs to, so, you know, like I said, man, I'm not, I can't play out the fight because I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't say this is how it's going to go because I think it's just going to be chaos. <laughs> I think that's what he brings to the cage is it's just going to be, it's going to be, you know, complete nonsense everywhere. Um, I've been really working my wrestling, really working my, my own takedowns, really working my jits off my back, refining it, um, you know, trying to set up uh, things that I think will be very beneficial in this fight. And, uh, you know, above all, working my striking, trying to refine that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I I come out on top, you know. Now, finally, moving away from this fight a little bit, you spoke earlier about signing with Titan because they have that release UFC clause. Um, So is at this point in your career – is it still your dream to get back to the UFC or is it all about getting paid? And I mean, it's like a combo, man. I mean, I made a promise to myself and I'm a stubborn ass person. You know, I, the second I got cut, I made a promise to myself, you know, I made a promise to the fans too. Um, but you know, above all, I made a promise to myself and that I would make it back. And, uh, and I think some of the best or the best in the world are there. And, uh, you know, I, w- I believe I can compete with them. And um, I, w- I would always love that opportunity. But, you know, at the same time, having a year layoff, you know, money talks. <laughs> you know, uh, if I want to keep doing this for a profession, if I want to keep doing this for a living, as far as uh, being able to pay my bills, 
you know, above all, I just want to be able to have, I, I want to see how far I can go. And uh, really the only way to, get, you know, see how far you can go is to be able to, you know, uh, pay for world, world-class training camps and world-class training in general and, and, and train year-round. Whether you're in the camp or not in the camp, you got to train, you know, to be the best. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, on, on top of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, my heart and soul, everything has been put into it. All my finances have constantly been put into my career. And, uh, you know, I keep looking to do so. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? I, I you know, I still feel I'm young enough that, you know, I, I can play the game. I can play the money game right now and just kind of feel out, you know, money opportunities right now and still in two, three years, you know, go on a tear, make make as much money as possible and then, and then go back to USC or I could go fight Riddle, beat Riddle, and maybe they want me back immediately. You know, who knows? You know, sky's the limit pretty much. And uh, I, I try not to look too much ahead. You know, I'm, I'm focused right now on, on the task at hand, and uh, that is Matt Riddle. He is Ben Saunders. You can catch him live in the main event on CBS Sports against Matt Riddle. Titan FC 29 on August 22nd. All the best, Ben, and good luck on your quest for gold. No, thank you. And uh, anybody that wants to follow me, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at Ben Saunders MMA or Facebook dot uh, com slash the real Ben Saunders. Also, Instagram is uh, Ben Saunders MMA. I'm also I've been film, filming a documentary um, about my my career. Basically, for the most part, it was uh, the last tournament in Bellator. Now, you know, coming off the loss, kind of dealing with. Uh, the trials and tribulations of, of dealing with the loss and, and trying to, you know, keep that heart, that, that mindset of becoming a champion, being the heart of a champion. And, uh, now, now I get the opportunity to come back and, and fight someone like Matt Riddle and, uh, fight for the Titan welterweight championship. We were filming, we've been documenting it all. We're, we're, we're trying to produce a, a world-class documentary. So we kind of set up a, a GoFund, um, account you guys can go to www.bensaundersdocumentary.com and uh even if it's five dollars ten dollars whatever you guys can maybe pitch in to help you know uh we'd appreciate it we got you know uh things set up you guys can go to the website and just see all the different things uh you can also see the trailer that we put together so far um but we're still we're still filming and uh it should be a great Great documentary. I'll make sure I put a link to that in this show page, Ben, and and good luck, man. No, thank you again, man. Appreciate it. Awesome to have Ben Saunders back after almost a year's hiatus from uh, the sport of mixed martial arts. He's been training. He's been back in the gym. Uh, but since he left Bellator, he's had no fights. Uh, this guy looks like he's back on track. He wants to win gold. Uh, and I'm super stoked to see him fight against Matt Riddle because this matchup, as he said, is, is going to be action-packed. It's going to go back and forth. He's ready for it to go wherever it goes. His stand-up game is awesome. He's got the Muay Thai. But his jiu-jitsu game is super slick as well. Um, on the ground, this guy is tricky. And, uh, I can't wait to see this fight. Titan FC 29 August 27th, or August 22nd, CBS Sports Network. Let's get right into Justin Perot's unpopular opinions 
right now. Hello again, everyone. It's me, Justin Pirro, for MMASucka.com, back with more unpopular opinions. First off, the biggest news of the week. Nick Diaz is coming back, and he's going to fight Anderson Silva. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not super impressed by that. I'm sorry. I can see the whole lead-up, and I can picture it all as a Tommy Toehold sketch. Well, uh, hey, homie, you know, we're gonna, like, fight it out, and I'm gonna, like, punch you in the face a bunch of times and uh, kick you in the face, 209 or whatever. Oh, Nick, oh, you throw any punches and do the dance, and you smoke the mahijana, and then I kick you in the feet arms, and then I dance and I knock you out. He's normal. And that effectively sums up what's going to happen. Diaz, he plots. Anderson is going to dance around him in circles, kick the crap out of his legs, and then knock him out. It's a mismatch of epic proportions for Diaz. And he better be thanking his lucky stars that... Dana White and the Fertitas had the massive lapse in judgment to go around and start paying him Scrooge McDuck money to come back. Because it's not going to end well. Just like things didn't end well for uh, Robert Drysdale. Ugh. The guy's popped twice for elevated testosterone levels. Once before he even fought. Ugh. You know, Vinny Magalash and Kaotera, you know, they're, you guys may not know who Kaotera is, but, you know, I'm sure you know who Vinny Magalash is. Well, you know what? They're big deals in the jiu-jitsu world. And they have both stated that there is a PED problem in BG, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Drysdale pissing hot and testing, or whatever, however they got that test level for him, that's just, that just could very well be the tip of the iceberg in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And for all you people on the, oh, let's get Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu into the Olympics bandwagon, this is why it's not going to be in the Olympics anytime soon. The International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation is not high on drug testing, and hell, even Halleck Gracie, Mr. Metamorris, doesn't see the problem. And that, kids, is why you won't see Jiu-Jitsu in the Olympics, at least not anytime soon, because... They're lackadaisical. They're lazy about it. It takes work to actually implement proper drug testing. But if you want to be taken seriously as an international, potentially Olympic sport, it has to be done. If it keeps up like this, you're more likely to see capoeira at the Rio Olympics as a demonstration sport than you are jiu-jitsu. <sighs> Anyways, on to happier things. Seeing Ovin St. Pro going in to main event a UFC Fight Night card against Ryan Bader has me waxing nostalgic for Strike Force, specifically Strike Force Challengers. That was a great way to develop young talent. And you look at some of the people who've come through there. Not just St. Pro, but Tyron Woodley. That guy is the prime example of why the UFC needs to get a challenger series of its own. That's what the Fight Pass cards, and even half the ones on Fox Sports 1 should be. Those should be dedicated to helping to develop those stars. Strikeforce Challengers gave us people like Sarah Kaufman. They gave us people like Tyron Woodley and Ovin St. Pru. You know what? That ain't half bad. 
the UFC seriously needs to look into investing in that. It will give people more of a reason to tune into Fight Pass to see the stars of tomorrow develop. And finally, you guys heard about Joe Riggs, right? Ah, that guy's got the worst luck, but you know what? I've got the perfect title for his autobiography for his memoirs. From Shooting Up to Shooting Self, The Joe Riggs Story. Look for it on Lifetime, kids. Alright, if you want to follow me on Twitter, go to at Stormland Brand. No, I'm not related to Jeremy Brand, but I do a lot of work as Stormland. You know, music, all that. So go, check it out. That's all for uh, me here today on uh, Unpopular Opinions, and we're going to throw it back to Jeremy. That was Unpopular Opinions with Justin Perot. Awesome job as always. I think that was actually his best effort yet. I loved the Tommy Toehold impression, which no one can beat Tommy, but that was a great job. Um, that's it for me on this episode. Not much else to touch on. Follow MMA Sucka on Twitter, at MMA Sucka on Facebook. Uh, like us at facebook.com forward slash MMA Sucka. Uh, you can check me out at JeremyBrand604 on Twitter. Uh, thank you to my guest, Ben Saunders. Uh, good luck to him at TitanFC29. And uh, check out Sucker Radio anywhere you can. Past episodes have been awesome, so check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts can be heard. With that, I'm out. TJ Dillashaw is facing in Hennon Burrell, a champion that is elite at every level. I get to prove the world that I'm a lot better than they think. Oh! Big shot trying to finish! Burrell on his back! It is all over! TJ Dillashaw is the new UFC Bantamweight Champion! What an incredible moment. All you have to do is believe, baby. Believe you're the best in the world and you'll get here. The fastest man in MMA. Winner by knockout. Just absolutely amazing. Chris Carriasso. One punch knockout. What an incredible performance. Here we go. Again. 